you. Yeah, you. Just to let you know before we begin, uh, When the Stars Fell is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast for adults and uh, contains some less than savory language. Uh, even though it takes place in a make-believe world, listener discretion is advised. Thank you. Hey guys, this episode of When the Stars Fell is going to be a little bit different. It's only going to have me, Ray, and Molly in it. The full cast will be back on November 20th when we come out with our next episode. This is going to be kind of like an in-between part, but it'll still be a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoy. Don't be afraid of the dark, be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you, baby Don't let it rain on your spark, keep it close to your heart All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy Cause you rise to the madness In the morning it's all gonna vanish Don't be afraid of the dark, be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you It's quite late at night. You guys have had a really long day um, traveling, getting to know new, entirely new people, socializing, then going and finding a murder that has taken place, then being tracked down by like secret assassin people. Uh, it's It's been a long day. And as a lot of people have retired to go to bed, you Solstice have chose to do something different, haven't you? Instead, you, you decide to take advantage of the night and to head off on your own quest uh so i gotta ask where is solstice going solstice is going to the fort that um it was wallach and eridanus i think that's how you pronounce his name uh they both tried to attack those two guards she is on the search for more information about elite um elias El- ellis elliot <laughs> alicia alicia yes thank you want to make yep. sure that i'm getting my names right but i'm terrible about it no that's good that's good um, her thought process is, is that if um, Xanathar is known as this guy, he's the guy that gets around things, but, like, he could give, get even around the king. What is Alicia in the same regard? Like, we don't know yet. We don't know that information. We just know that she's the assistant. She could be anything. She could be anything she wants at that rate. She could even be plotting against Xanathar, and we don't know that. She wants more information on her. So even she is a little fishy as to how quickly this is starting to become a little bit more challenging than she originally anticipated. Plus, she's also excruciatingly mad at Eridanus and Wallach and fighting the, the guards without her. Because she agrees with Eridanus's belief in protecting the homeless because she was and technically is homeless. And she believes in helping the poor kind of a situation. She's always been like a steal from the rich kind of and do what I can with it, but give some to the poor kind of Robin Hood esque. But she she wants better for what like, you know, her and her mom. And so to see and hear that the guards are doing that kind of thing, she's like, no, I don't want I don't agree with that either. So why didn't you take me? Why don't you take me with you? So she wants to go and find out what's up. There's like stuff that she got left out on. So there you go. Yeah, that's, no, that's for the sure. Music. Awesome. Okay. Um. Yeah. So as Solstice is getting ready to uh, sneak out into the night, um, why don't you? Are you? Why don't you give me a? Uh, stealth check to see how well you are able to... Stealth check. What would that be, yeah. my good sir? 
Uh, it'd be a D20. Um, and it would be under your skills. Uh, 10 plus 5 is 15. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. You're pretty stealthy. You're pretty sure you got out without anyone seeing you. Right, give me a perception check. Perception? That's a new one. Yep. He heard, he heard her fart as she left out of the window. <laughs> so that's 16 plus 2. Okay. Dang, all right. Um, I woke up to take a so wee yeah. and have a drink, and I, <laughs> I, heard someone, I heard the window was open. And as you look out to the open window, you see this very big gecko uh, jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Actually, no, let's... I love the concept that he's in in mid P mid P in the chamber pot, and he they, by the window there's just movement. Just sees a even better, even better. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you definitely see movement by the window, and it just like flies past, um, and starts jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Uh, so Solstice, you're making your way towards. This fort. So as you're as you're running across the rooftops, um, it's it's a pretty clear night tonight. Uh, there's not a lot of clouds, so you, the stars are quite bright, but not like since the moon is still at its crescent phase, uh, it's it not lighting up a whole lot, um, which helps you even more in keeping to the shadows. And as you are approaching the tower, you see these um, giant like arcane lamps. At first, they look like they're flames, but it's like there's this lens on the front that focuses the the giant bonfire um, into a flood of light, and, and it, it explodes it out into like a circle, um, but condenses the light. There's a lamp. How big is it? These are pretty big. So, so we're talking like spotlight kind of big. Um, it looks like a spotlight uh, for what we would call a spotlight, uh, but it is. It's like this campfire. Um, that is then being focused by like this arcane lens. I got you. Um, and you okay. see that it's kind of like moving around slowly, kind of sweeping the area. Um, go ahead and give me a perception t- check as well. So that is 18 plus three would be 21. Um, and what you can see is that not only are these these lamps, but there's definitely guards that have started to walk around and just patrol the top of the walls of this fort. There's definitely a lot more than you remember Eridanus saying, or Wallach saying. Uh, they were talking about maybe a couple guards on top of this fort, uh, the fort walls. There seems to be quite a few more, um, and they seem to be a lot more active on their patrol, uh, to where there's at least, like, ten of them, each in groups of two, that are walking around to each corner, and typically there's one traversing as well because it's like a the fort is like a four corner thing and so like one will move to the other and then they'll move to the other how close is the nearest house to the fort yeah so the fort actually takes up a space and it's probably about i would say probably around 30 or 40 feet in between like the road that is in between the fort and the nearest house is about 40 feet yeah there's a there's a bit of like really nice chiseled sidewalk that goes around the fort um, cause the fort looks pretty nice. Like, could it withstand like an attack? Nah, but it looks really good. My question is, um, this is going to sound very particular. 
are the shingles on the uh, the shingles on the roof made of stone or are they made of like shingle material? This is a great question. Um, so actually, uh, normally like we're used to like uh, kind of pointed roofs. A lot of the roofs here are very flat. There's a couple that have like very slight shingling that's like a a ramp almost. But because there's not a lo lot of rain that happens here, there's a lot of just flat roofs. Like clearly these are designed for people to go up and sit on and like enjoy being outside, right? Some of them have like coverings that are just like tarp and sticks. Um, others are much more elegant. What solid objects are nearby that's throwable? I see what you're saying. Yeah, if you wanted to grab a shingle off, like there, you, you'd be able to take one off um, pretty easily. Like they're not super held on tightly, right? Um, but there's like also pots and I would say like loose stones that are just kind of like laid around um, from previous building projects. Got a couple of concepts. Okay. What she's thinking. This is what I'm going to give the DM an insight of what she's thinking. Go for she it. is on a house roof. She's looking toward this fort and she sees what's going on. She sees the guards. She is thinking to herself, man, this is, I, this is going to be a bit pickle to get in. I need a distraction. So I'm saying that she takes up a shingle. She chucks it into a glass window nearby in one of the houses. Okay. She lets out a yell. Then she's going to cast fog, disappear, and go the opposite way from where the guards are coming. So yeah, you could easily, there are some different loose stones. There are shingle pieces. You could easily, Solstice could easily grab whichever one you want to take. At least three. Um, so you have three in your hand now. I'll need you to make, we'll go dexterity check, um, because this is more like accuracy rather than strength, I'm guessing. 15 plus two is 15. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um. So yeah. So you you wind back, and you know, kind of, kind of figure out how far you want to throw it. You toss it, and it is it's it's pretty good. Um, the arc seems like it's carrying the brick pretty well, um, and it crashes in a nearby window of the house. All right. And then she goes, "Help! Someone help! Someone's robbing me!" I will let you do either a performance or a persuasion check. question would it be a deception by chance oh yeah actually so performance or deception i'll go with either of those yeah, okay yeah. i'm, that's I'm gonna point. go deception go for it yeah, yeah i'm good with that 22 deceptions plus eight yeah so you see two of the really big arcane lights flip over to where they heard the noise and the crashing window. So all the guards are like, hey, there's something over there. What is that? And you see that one guard from each group begins to get down off the wall and start to come out of the fort after a little bit of time and rush over to the window. So I'm definitely going to cast fog. All right. Yeah. So you cast fog. Where are you casting fog exactly? I'm going to aim it toward where the uh, the crash was. Okay. And uh, since Alexis isn't here, um, Hocus Pocus, you are now out of focus. I got it. That was good. That was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you hit the fog in the area of the crash. Do you wait for the guards to get close to the window or you wait? Are you doing it before they get there? So I have another thing on me and I'm going to try to see if it'll work. Um, jump. Okay. And I know it's touch base, but can't I, if I touch myself, wouldn't that mean that I can then jump? Yep. That's correct. Okay, so you cast jump on yourself? Yes. 
Okay. My goal is to jump the Alrighty. gap between the house to the fort. Okay, I like it. Give me a acrobatics or athletics check. Acrobatics and we'll say at advantage since you're doing the jump spell. Yeah, so you, you go for this jump uh, to clear the gap, and it's like almost perfect. It's wonderful. Also give me a stealth check to see how stealthy it was. 18 plus 5, 23. So my goal is to aim toward like the center wall between the pillars. Is it just two arcane lights in the front? So there's four arcane lights. Yeah, so in between a two, that's what she's aiming for. Perfect. And now you are on top of the wall. There is a guard at each corner. Um, and as you look across to the other side of where you're at, it seems that there's a guard walking along the straight of that side. So is the guard walking toward her or away from her? So when you look across the like gap uh, of the fort, like the courtyard, He's walking to the right. Okay. So, so they do like a clockwise rotation, it looks like. What she's going to use is her cloak. Um, she's going to yeah. uh, use her sticky cloak, and she's going to head toward the inner part of that wall and head okay. toward uh, following kind of but like in the same patterning toward him, so she's staying out of his line of sight kind of a thing. Okay. Uh, and, you're, and you're scaling the inside of the wall, right? Give me a perception check real quick. 16 plus 3 is 19. You're rolling so well tonight. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, This is not usual, but my numbers are doing pretty good, so. So you see a couple of things. First thing you see is that you see on the opposite wall from where you were, there's a barracks. What it looks like is a barracks where, like, soldiers would house. And it's, like, a good, like, four-story barracks. Like, it's a tall thing. It almost reaches the top of the other side of the wall. Uh, you also notice next to that, there's a, what looks to be a stable yard. So that's where they keep horses. Um, and you also notice that it doesn't just keep horses. There is also a griffin in there as well. I thought that he rode in on a hippogriff. The, the, the one guy. Yeah, I accidentally said hippogriff. Um, but I don't think that's, I think, I think that's just a Harry Potter thing. I meant griffin. I mean, technically it's not... They're both real, they're just different. Oh, is it really? Oh yeah, then I meant Hippogriff. Because the Hippogriff is like, yeah, yeah, the Hippogriff is more like a... I think it was, yeah, Hippogriff is what I was thinking. So yeah, there's a Hippogriff in the stable. Also see that there is like, seemingly like this very small blacksmith area on the opposite side of the um, stable. And then there's also below that, closest to you, there's like this open garden kind of courtyard area um, with a house in the middle of it that seems to be pretty well uh, constructed and very elegant. And then in the very middle is a giant tower and has like a little pointed spire at the top with like shingling. So it's like a a pointed roof and it has large windows on all sides of it. It's going to be interesting. The question here, now that she's on the wall, is where would she find this information? Now, barracks are usually where um, the soldiers usually end up sleeping. Correct. Yep. I imagine there's a separate area completely for operations. Could be. Yeah. That's that's a good assumption. I think the spire first is what we're going for. I think that's what we're going to try to do. What's your game plan? How are you getting to the spire? Is there any sort of ability to hook? Yeah. So I would say that you are like maybe in the corner of the wall that you got on originally. And the wall to like, let's say the left of you, Mm -hmm. since you're following the clockwise formation. 
So right below you is the courtyard and the house. Um, when you look up at the walls, there doesn't seem to be any like string or anything that would like connect to the spire. There are paths leading um, like this cross, not a cross, it's like a T path uh, going into the spire out and then out one of the side of the spire um, opposite of the barracks. So the wall you came in on, there's a, uh, that leads to a gate and then there, or each of them lead to a gate on all the sides, except for the barrack side. Barrack side doesn't have a gate. Closest um, this house to the spire. The house is probably like 50, 60 feet. So it's a little further away. Oh, I have a question. If you see any armor out by the um, the blacksmith area, does she like see any armor that's just kind of out there? Give me a perception check. I did roll a 16. Okay. Yeah, so you're pretty stealthy. I, falls in the category um, I think of, like, there is a point, though. I think there's a point, though, that you catch up to her. Um, and you probably catch up to her at the point where you see her jump, like, 50 feet. All right, yeah. So you're you're good right now. You're hidden right now. What's up, Molly? So I rolled a 21. Do your elven eyes see? Yeah, so you look over at the blacksmith area. And you can definitely see swords and armor, like, on a rack that is clearly, like, just kind of, like, extra pieces in case they need it. And there's probably a good ten set of uh, armor um, there, as well as ten swords and about five shields just kind of out there. Okay. I think what she's probably going to do is she's going to try to um, sneak her way down the shadows courtyard area where it's right next to like that garden next to the house. All right. uh, Go ahead and give me a stealth check. 23. You pass. Yeah, it's just you pass. You did it. Um, (laughs) Good Lord. I'm hoping you're getting this out of your system now. So when Wednesday comes. um, By Wednesday, I'm going to have like terrible rolls. So you sneak uh, down into the courtyard. And the courtyard is actually fairly nice. There's a lot of like hedge work and um, there's a little garden area that you can see um, and a clothesline that's hung up that has like some different assortments of clothes that seems to be to somebody. And you see a couple of stone benches and just beyond one of the hedges, uh, you can see the top of the um, blacksmith building. Uh, But you will have to go by the house. Uh, to get there. Going around the house is probably the safer option there. As you approach the house, and there seems to be some light that is shining through the windows, just kind of like candlelight and like uh, normal mood lighting, shall we say? Um, nothing in, oh. nothing crazy. Um, but you hear some murmuring that you can't quite make out at this distance. And as you're passing by, I'm going to need you to make a stealth check. This one's not as good. It's a 10. Okay. As you are walking through the courtyard, um, step on the stick. <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking crazy stick. Ever. You actually missed the. You are just walking normally, and then you hear a clang, um, and you look down, and there was a tea set, a, like a little like play kids tea set um, that you knocked over um and it made it wouldn't normally make a lot of noise right it's a kid's tea set it really wouldn't make a lot of noise but you accidentally kicked one of them and it hit a metal uh pail that was out by there as well making a bit louder of a noise 
Um, and the murmuring that you heard goes silent. And then you hear heavy footsteps heading towards heading towards you, um, but still inside the house. Um, I'm going to say she ducks um, towards shadows and like uses her cloak to kind of help her hide in the shadowing part. Go ahead and give me a acrobatics or athletics check. 14 plus 5 equals 19. After kicking the uh, tea set um, and hearing the footsteps, you expertly dive into the shadows. Do you dive into the shadows by the house or over by maybe one of the uh, hedges? Um, is the hedges closer toward the blacksmith area? Uh, yeah, they would probably end up closer to the blacksmith area. And that's where she's head. Okay. Um, so yeah, you dive into one of the bushes. As you look back at the house... Uh, it seems that the back door rips open. And you have dark vision, right? Because you're a half-elf? I think. I don't know. You do. Yes, you, you do have dark vision. So what you see walk out is a rather large being, um, specifically a half-orc. It's a large half-orc. He's wearing a just a white kind of like cut shirt um, and brown trousers, boots, um, and he walks out and his tusks are out and invisible. Um, and he looks around. Yep, he's shit at perception. Doesn't see anything. And you hear a young woman's voice shout out. Did you, what was it? Did you see anything? Um, and in a gruff voice, he responds back. No, looks like it was just maybe a rat or something. Maybe a raccoon. And he eerily walks back into the house and shuts the door. Or a gecko. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah, right? Um, and okay. so what are you going to do? What is um, the... Op- uh, so I'm trying to head over toward the um, the armory. My goal in her mind, because she's yeah. not talking to anybody, so she's going to talk... I'm sure her thoughts are to the DMs. She's thinking, if I can steal some armor, throw on some armor... I should be able to enter in different areas a lot easier. That's what she's going to do, is that she's going to use the armor to help her deceive her way into the building and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so that would be pretty easy. You just got to walk through the hedge uh, and get to the other side. Okay, so we're going to walk through that hedge. Um, but I am going to have you do another stealth check. It's um, gonna be really hard against that fucking bush. She's in this bush. time. It's disadvantage because you're trying to go through a bush that's like cracking and sticks and leaves and everything. I can imagine twenty four. Okay, D- is that after rolling twice? Okay, and taking the so, lower. Oh, I have to roll twice and then take the lower. That's disadvantage. So disadvantage is oh. rolling twice and taking the lower. Advantage is rolling twice and taking the higher. I see. I will roll twice. Yep. The other one was 22. Fuck. Okay. Um, yeah. You apparently know hedges really well and are able to sneak through um, without making much of a sound at all. Um, <laughs> and right like in front of you. Master of hedge. <laughs> so right in front of you is the blacksmith. You hear the sound of clang. Clang. Oh. 
clang, uh, very rhythmically. And Ray, we're gonna have you make another stealth check. Ooh. Yeah. You got a what? Yeah. I got twenty. Not a natural twenty, but a, a nat- twenty is it? Okay. I got an eighteen plus two. <laughs> Dirty twenty. Okay. So as you round the corner, um, you see all these guards have rushed to this house with a brick through the window. Um, and they're looking at each other like, what the heck is going on? Um, and then you see a small halfling that is also with the guards. Um, and he's wearing a night a nightcap and um, a nightshirt. Um, and he, he seems fuming. And he's like, well, you guys better figure it out. What's going on? There's a, there's a hole in my house. What's... What is this? And and one of the guards is like, sir, please calm down. We're trying to figure out what's going on. It's like, well, try harder. What's going on? All right. We were sleeping fine. And then all of a sudden. Um, and they're making a lot of ruckus. Uh, and you see that there is a bit of fog uh, that is dissipating slowly um, in that area as well. How far am I from said gecko now? So you are probably about 50, probably, I would say more like 70 feet away from the actual fort, uh, which at this point, you're not really sure where she went. And what are you looking to do insight on? I am doing insight to see if there are any remnants or any tracks of where she went. That is what I'm looking for insight. I mean, I did my jump. Plus five. I have nineteen. Okay. So you have nineteen. Oh, yes, correct. Fourteen plus five. You. Okay. S- um. So you look around to see if you can see any trace of solstice. Uh, and I'm gonna be real with you, buddy. She rolled a twenty-two on that. So you, there's not a whole lot to see. It's she, she, she hit it pretty well. Say, can I roll a perception to attempt to see like what's around me? Attempt to figure out where she went? Actually, give me an investigation check. Uh, I rolled a nine. Yeah, so you look around and there's still just not a whole lot to go on. She, she seemed to come through here, but you have no idea. You don't see any tracks or anything leading you anywhere. Um, the only thing that you can tell is that there's a little bit of fog over where the guard and the halfling are, um, and they seem there seems to be five guards there um, and a broken window. That's what you have to go on. Like magic, like magic. <laughs> so, Molly, mm-hmm. you are face-to-face with the blacksmith building. Um, and inside, it's it's kind of like an open forge area, right? Um, so there's like, yeah. there's not really a door, there's just an open wall, yeah. right? Um, and so inside, you can see where the swords and the armor are hanging. And I hear a clanging. You do hear a clanging, yeah. If I hear a clanging, that means there's a person there. It's there, like, maybe, yeah. In this sense, Mr. Wiggles, and I'm going to have him sneak on, see if he sees a person, if he does... He just comes on back. Do, let's say, because I don't think we, yeah, we haven't done that yet. Um, Go ahead and give me a stealth check, and I'll say that, I'll say that Mr. Wiggles can go off of your stealth stat. 18 plus 5 is 18. So Mr. Wiggles comes in, 
And what you hear is the clanging stops. And then you hear a voice. And it's very gruff. And it says, Who's there? State your name. It's Raven. And I forgot my armor. Okay. Raven, I forgot. Okay. Um... Bamboozle. <laughs> I like to roll for bamboozle. Give me a deception. Give me a deception check. Yeah, give me a deception check. I rolled a nat twenty, and my deception's plus eight. No, that's really good. Um, that's a critical success. So, you hear the gruff voice being like, "Raven." I don't know if I know anybody who raped. Well, what are you doing standing, sneaking around for? Get in here and get your armor. Right. She she comes on out, uh, um, but she's uh, undoes her cloak really quickly. Don comes on out, grabs uh, the armor real quick, and throws it on. Um. So you're, you're not trying to face him. She's kind of like trying to avoid eye contact. <laughs> so, by the way, what are the okay. chances that the armor actually fits on the first try? <laughs> uh, we're about to find out. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. He's 15. So 15. You try not to face him, uh, but what you do notice out of the corner of your eye, um, as he's he's gone back to hitting metal over and over again, um, he's staring right at you. And he's just keeping time. Clang. Clang, clang, clang. Not missing a beat, not diverting his eyes from you. He's not going to put on any armor. She's just going to grab um, a chest piece, a helmet, and uh, probably like some uh, pant situation, and then call it. She's going to grab that. And then- Is she just grabbing kind of whatever? Or is she she's grab- being she's grabbing enough to co- she's grabbing enough to cover most of her. Is this like a hurried fashion, or is she picking out stuff that might fit? Her? She's doing her best to like like kind of look at the different ones and try to piece together what ones they fit and everything. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me roll me a sleight of hand check to see if you pick out. Oh shit! It's plus eight. Um, so. That's 14. Perfect. So you you grab the pieces that you need um, and you go to grab the helmet and you pick it up. What you see right, is like, a, this is a dwarf, right? Like this is a dwarven, like he's a pretty uh, stocky guy, gray beard, gray hair. Um, he looks like he's up there in age, but like he's still really buff. Um, and you just hear that gruff voice go, hey, why are you grabbing Olarks? Oh, Olarks? That's his helmet didn't realize he didn't have a name tag in his well you're you're taking the helmet from the not spare helmets don't you know which helmet is it's the one on the end well they transferred me last week i'm still getting used to where everything is give me a deception 27 yeah so you say that he's like newbies and he goes back to clanging rhythmically again not taking his eyes off you he's like have you ever been to battle kid um no i i just left the barracks and that was about it on a well, world training more than anything clangs it again and stops and then he picks up the sword that he has in his hand um and he holds it up but he's still staring at you and you he's like he's like moving it around a little bit and then he 
dings it on the anvil and it makes this reverberating sound. Um, and he says, take it from one soldier to another. You don't want to go. War is one of the worst things ever. And he takes it and he just sticks the sword in like a vat of oil and then pulls it back out. All this happening with his bare hand, by the way. Of course. And then, and then he places it back on the anvil. And again, he's still staring at you. And um, he says, Just know that while you're here in this fort, the spare helmets are on the end. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. No problem. You go grab the right helmet, um, and you just hear him go, There you go. Now you're learning. And you notice this time. Go ahead and give me another perception check. I've got 11 on perception for this one. So you notice that he's no longer staring directly at you, but he is staring directly at the spot where you were. And as you put on the helmet, he said, Oh, also, uh, you didn't hear it from me, but as far as pets go, otters aren't allowed in the fort, so I would find a place for it. It's for the heads up. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll find a, I'll find a home for him. He just kind of starts following me around, and I, it's just kind of one of those things. Thanks for that. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. He's like, oh, I got one more thing for you. And you see him turn around, and he reaches down, um, and he's like, he grabs the top of the desk in a couple of places. And then he grabs onto a dagger and he pulls it back and he turns back around and he, he holds it out to you, handle side. He's like, you're going to want a dagger too. I'll, I'll take the dagger. Um, so you pick up the dagger. It's it's made pretty well. He grabs his hammer from the side of the anvil again. And he's like, also make sure to get some sleep, right, young one? Unless you're on watch tonight. Are you on watch tonight? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, you better get to bed, right? Mornings come really early around here. Ergmug is a... I love the guy. We have our tips, but he is a slave driver. You didn't hear that from me, though. I am asking as Solstice because she doesn't She doesn't know Ergmug just yet. He's like, man, you really are fresh. How have you been here two weeks and you don't know Ergmug? I blend into the crowd. Give me another deception check. 25. <laughs> 25? He says, yeah, well, you can blend to the crowd, but you gotta know Ergmark. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Better you know now than later. He's the main captain of this camp, of this fort. He's the guy that runs this place. He signs her up for the patrols. He's the one that is supposed to be caring for the people here. But uh, I won't get into my views on what he's doing around here. Would want to be of wary of making sure I don't step on his toes. Oh, I would agree. He's, uh, you get on his bad side. He'll be, a uh, scooping horse manure for the next week. He doesn't stay in the barracks, does he? And he, he gives this big, deep, like, belly laugh. It feels like it shakes things a little bit, but you're, like, you're not sure if that's just your perception of it or, like, what. But it, it's a big laugh. Um, and he says, oh, God, no. He's, uh, <laughs> a little bit too high and mighty for... The rest of us. Thinks he's some big shot that came from... Here's the thing, kid. Never get wrapped up into academy bullcrap, alright? The one the one way you're gonna learn how to be a good guard, how to go into battle, is experience. It's learning from your elders, alright? This guy, he, he thinks he's a big shot. Came from the academy, got his way there, and he's here now. 
he of course wouldn't live amongst the us commoners. And uh, he he pounds his anvil um, and gives another really hard guttural laugh or belly laugh and kind of like starts to walk over and uh, he feels the cabinets for a second and then opens up one of them and pull and then starts feeling around the shelves for like different components and things. As somebody who's trying not to run into Ergmug. 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 Yep. He's trying to avoid step in, stepping on Ergmug's toes. Uh, where, where is he presiding exactly? He, uh, he grabs some of the components off of the shelf and brings it back over to the anvil um, and, stare, and stares at you uh, and places them on the anvil. And he says, oh, you mean where he lives? Saw the big fancy courtyard over there, right? With the house? That's where him and his family live. Oh, I didn't realize. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. He's like, listen, newbie. I ain't gonna go eat. I ain't gonna, you know, go hard on you or anything. He starts, like, layering these, uh, the steel one on top of the other. Um, different kinds of steel and things. But let me be, let me make it clear. He's like, there's certain things you gotta start learning around here or else we're gonna have, you know. I, I can't help you all the time. That's all I gotta say. Um, and he continues to layer the steel on top of each other. Um, but yeah, he lives in the house. You got the spire. That's where all the main intelligence of the and the offices of the fort are. You got the barracks where the people sleep. And then you got the stables where we got the horses. And the hippogriff. Don't touch the hippogriff, all right? I don't care who tells you to do it. Who says it's an initiation bullshit thing. Don't touch the hippogriff. Got it? Yes, sir. And he, and he like points... Not exactly at your face, but, like, in your direction. Yeah. He's like, good. And then he starts layering steel again while staring right at you. And if you need anything, you come find me, okay? I'm willing to help. I got plenty of stuff, plenty of weapons I'm willing to also test drive if you are ever ambitious. He puts one last steel plate on there. He's like, all right, I gotta make this sword. You better hurry off to bed, all right? Like I said, mornings come really quick around here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Oh, also, hey, don't forget about tomorrow morning, okay? What's going on? I, gosh, I know that they said something earlier, but what was exactly happening on tomorrow morning? Give me a deception check. You don't notice anything wrong. <laughs> Everything's fine. I just forgetful. <laughs> 22. <laughs> that plus eight really does a number. He, uh, he looks, he says, you haven't heard about tomorrow? And again staring at you kind of blankly i mean everybody's heard about tomorrow you heard what happened tonight right oh of course i just uh got a bad memory got dropped on my head when i was a kid <laughs> so uh -huh, i see what was your name again raven yeah i don't remember that name i hope you have found what you came for and good luck if you're still looking for it he goes back and you see him pull out this hot tong from uh, the fire as he starts to fuse the plates together um, so he can begin working on it. And again, not he's just staring at you blankly as he does it. He's definitely blind. Well, she takes the armor for sure and she goes to the nearest shadowy area and slips onto it. It slips it in on slips. Do it easy to done. On. Yep, you're good to go. Now that we've got some information She's going to head directly to that spe um, that spire. And as you're on your way to the spire, uh, can you make me an arcana check, please? So 18? Perfect. 
as you're approaching the middle spire, uh, you all of a sudden feel this strange sensation in your mind. And it sounds like a voice. It, it, it's kind of out of focus. You could probably focus in on the voice if you like listen hard. Um, but it feels a little bit out of sync. Is, there any, is it getting stronger as you get clo- as I get it close to the spire? No, it seems to be just kind of like a. It's like a, it's like if there was a radio and you there's like static and stuff. It's like if you if you took a second to try and tune into it, you might be able to hear it. Um, but your distance to the tower doesn't change the volume or the strength of the sound. Um, try to focus on it, I guess. Um, since you got a, it was a 18, right? 18. Yeah, 18. Since you got an 18, uh, you try to focus in on this, uh, voice and it takes a little bit, but you start to hear it better and better. Um, and all of a sudden you hear the sound of Eridanus in your mind and he goes, ah, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, hi, uh, is that Solstice? Can you, can you hear me? Can hear you. Uh, I'm, 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 I just, uh, I, apologies if I, I woke you up. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, apologize for not contacting you, uh, during our mission of justice. You seemed, uh, confident to work on your own, so I, I assumed you would want to do your own thing, uh, as what we were doing did not pertain to, like, the main mission, uh, but now that I know that you wish to also be involved in all matters legal or non-legal uh, violent or non-violent uh, i'll invite you should the ability to do so be present thank you so of course of course um Eridonis, i hate to break it to you it is it is a little late at night uh he's like yes it is I, I again apologies for that he's like i'll i'll let you uh rest now and he uh cuts off the connection good so that happens and you are currently face to face with the spire um but before we figure out what happens there Ray. Hi. <laughs> There's a fight that's like about to break out. This halfling is like ready to go off on these guards. He's like, you're supposed to be here protecting us. And now I've got a brick through my window. What is this? The mafia? Like what's going on here? I pay you good money to keep my shop safe. What are you doing? I don't really know if dropping down and saving him is a good idea considering I'm a wanted <laughs> on a list. And I'm armorless currently, so this is not a vibe scenario to drop down and be like, huzzah, I don't have that right now. So, uh, uh, No, that's fair. Uh, the, you hear that the guards come back and they're like, listen, sir, we understand. We know what's going on. We're trying our best to figure out what's happening. We're really confused. We don't know what's going on. We heard a loud noise. We came to investigate. And this just seems very bizarre. We're working on it. Okay? Stop shouting. He's like, stop shouting! What do you mean? It's two o'clock in the morning! I can shout if I want to! And, uh, you see one of the guards, um, takes the butt of his sword and just bashes the, um, the halfling with that end. Um, he says, quiet down! You listen here, alright? We're here to do you a service. You should be more thankful that we showed up at all. There seems to be like a leader in the group and he, he's kind of like, okay, 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 guys, listen. Mr. Halfling, sir, uh, if I may, um, and he uh, adjusts his glasses, it seems that uh, you have a little issue. Um, and maybe I should take this time to remind you that uh, we do offer uh, quite a lovely uh, experienced plus plan 
for protection uh, that we'd be more than willing to offer you, given this recent issue. And and the halfling gets even redder, and he's like, you, did you guys do this to sell me your damned experience plus plan? And and uh, the guy's like, no, no. It, it, it's, it, this is nothing to get uh, exasperated about. It's a very simple fee. Just, uh, I, I don't know, a hundred gold a month? What a hundred? This is highway robbery! And uh, the guy's like, well, this is fair, but uh, who knows what could happen if you don't? And he, uh, he snaps his finger and the four guards start to walk towards the house and they go up to the other windows and start bashing them with the sword. Um, and they, they bash another one and and the half is like, okay, 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 a hundred a month, fine, fine, just give me a second. Uh, and he walks in um, and he's in there for a little bit and then he comes out and he drops a bag of coins into the leader, the leader guard's hand. And he's like, there, take it, just leave my shop alone. And, uh, the guard looks in there, opens the bag. He says, you're doing this to you. Thank you, good day. And uh, he's like, all right, boys, let's go. Um, and he definitely has like a Waluigi vibe to him where he's like his, the hunched shoulders. Big, and, like, top, uh, big time, like massive yeah. jaw, super scary mustache, but like clipped yeah. in Indian. I got it. I could see it. <laughs> and they, uh, they start to walk back. And as they start to walk back, uh, give me a perception check. Ooh, I see all things. Hold on. I see all things. Uh, oh, it's a dirty 20. Never mind. I see more than... I, I see more than I did here with my last one. <laughs> so what you hear from the guards is is this. The the lead guard stops and he, he picks up a sending stone to his ear. Uh, sorry, could you uh, repeat that one more time? And uh, the sending stone goes... And, and he like goes to the attention. He's like, Ugebug heard something? That's impossible. We, we, we don't let things get inside the fort. Uh, is he sure? Don't ask him that. That's a bad idea. Uh, we will be right there uh, to investigate. Uh, and they start to rush into the fort to investigate this noise. Uh-oh. I'm going to sneak towards the fort. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. I got a dirty 21. You are now right up against the fort. Uh, the, the beams of light are going just out of your reach, and so they can't get you. Um, and you are next to the fort, and there's a gate probably about 20 feet from you. Uh, Molly, you are currently face-to-face with this tower, the spire. So what is the game plan? I guess open the door. So you open the door, and inside the tower, it's pretty basic. It's not, like, uh, anything extravagant. Uh, There seems to be, like, a spiral staircase that goes all the way up, around in like a spiral to the top floor. Um, And at the bottom you see there is a desk um, and you hear Uh, Go ahead. Are you opening the door stealthily or are you just opening the door? I'm just opening the door. I'm disguised. And you hear the sound of a young halfling boy and he goes, Who goes there? Raven. Um, Raven. I'm a newbie. Sorry. Uh, deception check. 22. Um, and at that, you see a little halfling pop up, uh, over the counter. And he's like, oh, a newbie. Just like me. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? When did you come in? Don't answer that. I don't think I'm supposed to ask it. Am I? What the? 
What was I doing? Oh, sorry, one second. And he goes back and he goes, and then he comes back and he's like, it's so cool to have new people here. Hello, my name is Grugma. How are you? Name is Raven. Nice to meet you, Grugma. Nice to meet you, too. What can I do for you? I am looking for our document area. I, I told I told them my birthday uh, was in a specific particular town, and they totally wrote it wrong. And was just informed this morning. I have to make sure that it, um it gets changed. Guess what? That's part of my job, actually. If you want to tell me your birthday, I can write it down and make sure it gets changed in the documents. It'd be really easy. Sure. Uh, I just want to make sure that it gets changed. That's my biggest thing. Um, is there any chance oh. that you could also show me where it's? You can um, trust me. Scout's happening? armor. I know it. Well, I, am I, I don't know if I'm... I mean, I guess I could. I don't know if I'm really supposed to. I, I, I kind of just got the job. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to show people the documents. It was kind of Ugmug's rules, you know? I wasn't sure. And that's completely fair. I, I guess I can just... I guess I can talk to somebody else about that. Um, unless, of course, you're willing to let this one slide. Persuasion check. Roll for a bamboozle. What? A 21? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he fidgets with his fingers and he pushes them together a couple times and then he thinks, and then he scratches his head and he's like, oh, I mean, I could do it. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, come on, it's like oh, it's one time, but Snoopy's got to stay together, right? I mean, I need to make friends. Because if I get in trouble with Argama, but does Argama need to know? I mean, it's kind of an easy thing. I just go in and go out and those does. Okay, sure, why not? Um, And he hops down from his seat and runs around the counter. He's like, this way, this way. Uh, and he starts to run up the stairs. Uh, and he's like, it's a little bit of a climb, but you know, you, you get used to it after a while. Uh, and he continues to start to uh, walk up the stairs. Okay, I just follow after him. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Like the, the stairs and everything. I can only imagine your poor legs. That's okay. Where I come from, we have tons of stairs. My parents, they really like to build really tall, and so, you know, it's just like stairs everywhere. <laughs> uh, there's this thing, though, in the dwarfing that they've been talking about. It's like a, it's like an uppy-downy uh, machine thing. I think they call it an uh, elevator. I don't know. It sounds like a fat ass, but who knows? I don't know. I'm kind of cool. I'm a tinker. Did I tell you? I'm an artificer. I like to make things, and so I'm really impressed by the little things. And he's just rambling on and on about nonsense and just, like, all of his thoughts and things. He clearly is just kind of uh, all over the place, which is great. Excited. Um, he's very excited as well. And as you're nearing the top, he has jumped conversations several times on from uh, talking about his artificial training to how he got here. And then he's starting to tell you about the cool new facts he learned about birds and hippogriffs. Uh, and then he's also telling you about the war that happened because he's been learning a lot about the war. Uh, and then he finally gets to the top and he's like, ah, oh, but listen to me rambling on. But here we are. Welcome to the records room. Thank you for that information. It seemed honestly really interesting. I have to say, your notes about the hippogriff are fascinating, especially since we have one inside the fort. Isn't that the craziest thing? He blushes a little bit. He's like, ah, oh, shucks. I don't know. I, this is just a little bit light reading I did the other day, but you know, it's kind of fun. I was like, yeah, we do have a hippogriff here. It's really cool. I think it's Ergmus, though. I really want to ride it one day, but everybody told me I can't. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm all right with that. I know, it's one of those, they're mythical creatures, they really shouldn't be bothered kind of a thing. It's it's kind of a rarity in that sense. It's very true, they're very rare, and especially around this area. We haven't had one around here in a really long time. At least that's what my parents said. I didn't read about that. Because, you know, all the books are kind of like, nah, but that's just a conspiracy theory. I don't actually know if they are, like, probably, it does not a big deal. Anyways, we're here at the records room. Now, we need personnel files. And he starts to, like, mumble to himself and, like, tap his chin. And he starts to walk around... 
And he like looks up at the different bookcases like personnel files, personnel files, personnel files. And he's trying to find the personnel file section at the moment. Okay. DM, this is going to seem really mean. I have to talk to you because this is what she's thinking. She can't talk to anybody except for this other dude. And she doesn't know this dude. He has another shingle. She might knock this guy out. <laughs> That's <laughs> mean. It's an option. You're able to do this. It's it's your story. Okay. I'm thinking we knock him out when he's not paying attention. Oh, really what bad because he seems. Hold on. What did I say? You seem like a nice guy. You seem like a nice guy. To hell with you. <laughs> but she's got to get this information. Also, this is going to be even worse. Where did I just name him? I forgot his name. Gurgog? Gurgog? It's... We're going to go with Gurgog. We're going to go with Gurgog. People who are listening to this recording, Jacob, edit, and then you take the name. His name is Craig! Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen, and it's going to be in his voice, because that's how I said it. I waited too long to record this section. I don't feel like going back and trying to figure out what his name was. You have a rewind option. You can find that out from this for way forward. His name is going to be uh, Gurgmug. Or Gurgog, whatever I said previously, because I wrote that down in my notes. Two things. Yes. Before that. Go for it. Um, I want to know, is there... Hi, that's my dice. Stop it. Um, I want to know if there's a window nearby, or is it just the spire? <laughs> You're going to throw him um, out the window? What's wrong with you? No, no. <laughs> They're actually big stained glass uh, windows on all four sides. Of this Perfect. Bar. Okay. All right. So uh, when he's like looking at the shelving and everything, checking out the different uh, records and stuff, she's going to take the shingle and she's going to conk him on the head. Okay. Give me a... I think you actually have a sneak attack. Uh, I'm guessing you're going for non-lethal damage. On lethal damage, yes. Okay, go ahead and we'll count that. It's a modified weapon, technically, I think. I don't know if you yeah. can do that necessarily. <laughs> what you say when you when the DM says that a shingle's a modified weapon. I mean, is it not? Uh okay. I first attack and I have to knock out this poor little halfling that's just so excited to talk to me. <laughs> Alright, little Timmy, but buddy's gotta go night-night. It's time for you to go. We're gonna treat this as an unarmed strike. Unarmed strike, um, Which okay. should be in your actions list, and it's a plus... I think you have a plus three. Because I've never uh, done one of these before, so... Yeah, you're good. Give her the beans, but don't kill him. <laughs> um, I only do one bludgeoning damage, but um, we'll say that since you're using the shingle, it'll be enough to knock him out. Because he's, okay. he's just a small halfling and he's not expecting it. And he's okay, so, so excited. Um, <laughs> what do I do? Do I roll for it? or? Yep, so you roll a d20 and then add uh, three to your roll because it does... I think dexterity? Or just maybe your proficiency bonus. 17 plus 3. Okay, so a dirty 20. Alright, yeah. Um, so Solstice, so you walk up and you and he's looking at the personnel files. Personnel. I feel like I remember seeing this somewhere. But why am I figuring where it's at? Maybe it's not what personnel. 
Wait, isn't per Oh no, I forgot about the personal engagement I had the other day. Oh shoot, what do I do with that? I don't think wait, personal fossa. And he's and he's doing and as he's like mid thinking, you just clonk him aside the head and he falls over uh unconscious. Okay. How big is this room? How many files are there and they're like yeah. a desk? Um Yeah, I would say that you can you can look around and not have to do a perception check. So you see there is just there's actually not a ton. Uh, there's a lot of bookshelves. So when you walked in, there's like the center area uh, that has a couple of chairs and couches. And then just beyond that, there is a circle of bookshelves uh, that are sideways. So it looks like there's like a bunch of hallways uh, between. They're not hallways, but like pathways between bookcases um, in like a in like a circle around you that like extend out. Um, and they seem to be labeled for different things. Um, if you want to do investigation check, you can do that to see if you're looking for what you're looking for. Um, We're looking for information on Alicia, so I guess it would be like... Go ahead and roll investigation. Okay, so 12 plus 5. So that makes it 17. Uh, so you go down the rows and there's stuff like for personnel files, which is what uh, which is what uh, Gurgog was looking for. Um, and then you uh, look at some other ones. There's like battle strategy plans. There's uh, newspaper clippings. There's a whole section for that and for history uh, of newspaper stuff going back. There's history books. There's autobiographies. And then you get to a point where it says investigations, uh, ongoing investigations. And you look down that uh, hallway of books and it takes you a little bit, but you find a file that is listed uh, as Xanathar. You don't find anything on Alicia, but you do find a Xanathar, a Xanathar file. Um, I'll also say you also find one for um, Madame Zidane. She has a file in there as well. But Mr. Man. You don't see any files under that name. I'll take those files. I'll take the files that I grab. So the okay. file for Ma uh, uh, Xanathar and Madame Zidane. Okay. And the last file I um I'm looking for would be for Er that's uh, the guy that the Ergmug. Ergmug, thank you. Yep. Go for it. Uh go ahead and roll me another perception or er, investigation check. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22. 22. Yeah, so you uh you look all in the investigation area, and there is nothing on Ergmug. Um, but you do have the thought that it might be a personnel file for him. So you run over to the personnel files, and there is a personnel file on Ergmug there. Um, it says Captain Ergmug Sudagog. Um, and it is kind of this bright green file. Or more like a more like a leaf green, sorry, leaf green file, uh, and it has um, a bunch of parchment with like um, all kinds of information on him uh, that would be public record. Okay. With that being said, um, I would take that take that information. Okay. At this point, I need to take off the armor I'm wearing, the the disguise armor that I was using. Change back okay. into the getaway gecko cloak. My last okay. choice is to break one of the stained glass windows with the last shingle that I had. 
Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a strength check. Or you can do, I would say, strength check or... Yeah, we'll do strength check, sorry. Uh, 14, no buff. Okay. Um, so yeah, you hit this window, uh, and it, it cracks a bunch, like just a spider web, and then you go in for another tap, and before you even hit, it just explodes out, and glass goes flying. You immediately hear sounds of shouting and guards yelling, and the light just, lights just flare around and point them at the main tower where the noise is coming from. I'm going to need you to make a stealth check at a disadvantage if you want to try to escape. Please, I will take the 15. I believe I saw that. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, yeah. You would have heard the sound. You would have heard the breaking of glass and you would have seen the lights flare up around towards the tower. Um, as the lights are coming in, the lights are like starting to swing over towards you and you instinctively jump down. Uh, onto the wall, and I'm guessing are starting to climb down the side of the spire. So, um, she uses what do you the want dagger. To do? She uses the dagger that she got, and she okay. uses it to slide down the wall with the dagger on the opposite <laughs> side. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. This is really good. Oh, and as soon as I land, I cast fog. <laughs> is Molly about to fall off the side of the building? <laughs> hope not. I mean, I do have my getaway gecko thing, but she's trying to make a quick getaway. You start sliding down. Uh, you plunge the dagger and you start sliding down. And as you do this, go ahead and make a perception check. Perception check. You got it. Hey! I don't drop the dice all the way into the couch. No! Get back here! I need you! Wait! The coast is clear. We've got the dice. We rescued the baby. What's 18 tell me? <laughs> 18 tells you that as you're sliding down, there's this thick black, uh, sorry, one second. It's like a thick black coat that's coating the walls as you're slipping down and it seems to be coming from the blade. Um, but it is helping you scale the wall. Okay. So you land, uh, and you can cast fog. I think that's all your spell slots, right? Because you did jump and then two fog clouds. That's all my spells for today. Yep, that's all the spells you can do. Um, so yeah, so you do that, and um, as you land, you land in a poof of fog that goes out about 20 feet. Um, and at this point, um, the guards are like, oh, wait, where did it go? And there is... A split second where one of them, because they rolled an 18, uh, swoops down. It's like, ah, she slid down the wall. And so where are you going to go now? Ray, at this point, um, you notice a couple of things. One, the gate is open because the guards that you were following back are rushing in. I'll um, uh, make my way in. Um, so you are currently in the fog and there are five guards running at you guys. Um, oh, well, so we're all you, in the fog. Okay. Uh, I was like, so we're in the fog together? I'm you're like, not, damn, I'm a fast runner. You're, you're, I'm going to say you're running behind. In that case, uh, roll for initiative. Uh, first up will be Solstice. And you are currently in the fog, and there are five guards that are uh, kind of created a semicircle around the fog and are like starting to, are going to be heading in on their turn. What are you going to do on your turn? 
I'm going to use my crooked um, staff and sweep their legs. Awesome. Okay. Uh, which one are you going to sweep? Um, so I'm going to sweep uh, the one closest to the building, I guess. The nearest, like, building, okay. like, town building, because uh, she's trying to get it back onto the rooftops and stuff to get away. Um, so that would be where she's aiming for. You're currently still in the fort, though. You've not made it oh, out of the fort yet. You're at the base of the tower. That wasn't clarified. Would have been important. Um, where's what face? Is it, where is she facing exactly? She's facing the front gate. Uh, so this is this is the wall that you came in on. Uh, so you're you're facing the front gate. Uh, to your left is the blacksmith building, and to your right is the hedge maze with like the courtyard and that. And there are the five guards. She's, uh, she's gonna aim. She's gonna aim for the front gate. That's is is it open? Firstly, okay. I have to ask that obvious question. Is it open? At the moment, yes, it is open at the moment because there are just people that have the guards have just came in, so it is open. Yes. So you are running your you are running in about twenty feet. You burst out of the fog because that's it's a twenty foot. Radius. I'm still wearing my getaway radius. gecko clo- um cloak, so right. Um, and you are gonna, you're about 10 feet away from a guard. Uh, there are two on either side of you, um, but they're about 20 feet away and they turn to see you jumping out of the fog. Uh, and you are face to face with one of the guards. Face to face, I sweep his legs with my cane. Okay, go ahead and I'm going to, and then you can do your hit DC, which is plus three. He's going to be wiped out. Uh, 19 plus 3. Yeah, that hits. Um, Go ahead and roll damage. Oh, he got straight 8. He's fucked. <laughs> but you sweep him so hard that he actually falls on his head a little bit. Um, And so he's he is hurting right now. That helmet didn't do too many favors for him. Uh, The first guard is going to look over and be like, oh my gosh, what was that? Uh, And he's going to uh try to run towards you. Um, and then he is going to take his spear and try and hit you. Does a five hit your AC? Uh, so he doesn't hit. He misses. Uh, the next guard is going to come up and try the same thing, but with his sword, he's going to come with a slash. And he gets a 14. Uh, so he comes down with the slash and he hits you in the back. Seven points of damage. Uh, the next guy, he's flat on his back right now, so he's not going to do anything. Then the next guard to, one of the guards to your right is going to come up and try to hit you as well with his sword. Oh my gosh, he almost got a natural 20, but he didn't. He only got a 5. So you're good. Uh, He goes to try and swipe, um, but he stumbles a bit and he isn't quite able to connect. And then the last guard is going to come in and try to slash at you. And he got a 15. So he does another slashing motion. For another two damage. Max is 21 and I'm at 12. I'm hurting. Owie. Yeah, she's going to book it, but if there is a near guard, she's going to try to slash him with the dagger that she just got. Okay, equip the dagger. I can't tell which one is the dagger because there's two daggers. I'll equip it for you. You'll just have to reload the page. I equipped it. Just reload. Reloading. 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 There we go. Hooray! 
and she's gonna slash any guards that she is close to with the dagger on the whip. Even if it's a Nick. Sure, uh, I would say it's probably the guard that's in front of you, flat on his back. Um, so you can go oh, ahead and the slash one him. That's... Sure. Uh, so she slashes that, the one who's or already Or you can fucking... go to the left or the right. You can do the one on the left or the right, that as well. Um, I'm gonna do not the one that's on down on the ground because he's hurt. Rolled a hit. 21. You were intending on stabbing him, but instead you killed him instantaneously. <laughs> <laughs> you intended to just give him a, a little, little pinch, and instead you cut off his whole fucking hand. <laughs> no, he's gonna do a constitution saving throw. Uh, he did not succeed, so you get to do 1d4 plus 3 damage. Um, as well as 2d10 poison damage. So the d4 was a 4. 2d10s. I gotta find my d10s. Hold on. Hold on. Hold your horses. Hold them. This one that looks like a little space of shippings? Yeah, the one that... that uh, one. It's like that one, but it's the one that doesn't have the like 20, 30, 40. It's just one through. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. So twice. Three and six. Yeah, so you, you go up and you slash this guard... Um, and that thick black uh, substance um, gets inside his wounds and you just see that it like seeps in and starts like tearing at the flesh where you swiped and you see him just kind of like convulse a bit um, and fall over. So so as you're, so you're running to the gate, you make it to the gate. Um, and at this point, you run right into Allison, who is standing there at the gate. <laughs> Allison, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> what on earth are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, nice. Make it short. Turn the fuck around that way. So I guess we're turning around and running together. Bravely oh, ran away. Yeah. The guards look at uh, their dead friend uh, who is just convulsing on the ground um, and has like uh, foam coming out of his mouth. And they are just horrified. Um, and they look over at you guys and. They don't even move. They're just, they're terrified. And the guard that was on the ground uh, gets up. And as you guys are running away, he shouts and he'll be like, mm, you think this is the, the last of me? I think not. And he adjusts his glasses. He's like, I'm <laughs> on to you, gecko. This will be the last height you ever have. He screeches as you guys start to run away. Um, Can I have each of you make a dexterity check? Uh -huh, or athletics, if you want to do that. Or acrobatics, sorry. Six, two, oh, and, or acrobatics? I like acrobatics, yep. because that makes it way better. Um, 19. It's not fantastic, but I got a 14. <laughs> it's not. That's, that's yeah. what I got, but it was plus five, so. So you guys, you guys are booking it, and, uh, Allison, all of a sudden, Solstice is just, like, like, well, zooming yeah, past I, you. I am um, not you guys are running, and you run by the halfling who's, like, sweeping up glass off the floor. Um, and you guys are zipping by him, and he kind of, like, stumbles a bit. And he's like, hey, you scurvy little mucks. Like, stop, slow down, you youngsters. Uh, and he uh, then goes back to sweeping up his stuff. Solstice, make me a perception check. A perception check? Why, of course I will, sir. Twelve. Plus whatever the <laughs> Fuck my perception. It's 12 plus 3, which makes it 15. <laughs> As you're running away, you take one last look back at the wall of the fort. 
Um, and on top of the wall is a dwarf um, staring blankly in your direction with a hammer in his hand. You can't tell much from this distance, but he doesn't look angry. If anything, he has an expression of pride. And you guys run back. Um, and as you are approaching Madame Zidane's, uh, you run in. It's still the dead of the night. Everybody is asleep. Even Madame Zidane, who is typically never sleeping, but for some reason is getting a good night's rest tonight. And you guys make it back to your back to the tavern. Allison, uh, meet me in my room. Sure. <laughs> Long story, but I had a hunch and I trusted my gut and look what I found. And she pulls out the files. So she pulls out the files for Madame Zidane, um, uh, Zenithar, and for Mug. Mugman. Ergmug. 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 Ergmug Sudagog. Ergmug's brother, Mugmug. There is quite a bit of files here. There's a, like, like the information, there's a ton of parchment in here. It would take a couple hours to get through this. Uh, and I'm going to be real with you. If you take the time to go through it tonight, you guys will not get a long rest. I'll let you give, have a short rest, but I can't give you a long rest if you go through it tonight. And I leave Molly's room and okay. go to bed. And I actually like stay asleep this time instead of waking up on going silly adventures. All right, you get a uh, long rest then. Solstice, you want to look into one of the... Uh... Yes, at least one. Okay. Choose for it to be Madam's and Don's. Because I find that interesting. Ooh. Interesting that Okay. No, this is really good. Okay. So you open the file of labeled Madame Zidane. First page shows it's a portrait of her. Um, and some basic bio information. Shows her name. Her first name is redacted. It's just got a black mark through it. Um, and it only is Zidane. There's a space for her birth date, her town of origin, um, her just some basic information, and most of them say unknown. The only town of origin that's left is the only town of origin that is there is um, Zidanza. That which is the town you're in. That's the only thing listed under town of origin. But a lot of the information is redacted and just unknown. It's a lot of like reports of Madame Zidan arguing with other guards. There's a lot of reports of guards going to ask her information or to ask about somebody. And she is being less than uh, cooperative. In different investigations. Um, you also see that there's another page. And this page uh, at the beginning, it has a name at the top. And it's Captain Harold, Captain Harold Chestberry. So Captain Harold Chestberry. And underneath it is this very long and well-written uh, account of his feelings of Madame Zidane. And the date on this is from several years ago. We're talking like probably 15 years ago. Not 15, probably like more like five, actually. 15's a lot, but five years ago. Yeah. Um, and the letter basically says, and it lists a couple of things. Uh, the first thing that it talks about is how integral Madame Zidane is to the community within Zidanza. Mm -hmm. um, and how she uh, is a lot of the strength that binds a lot of the people here and the natives here together. He recounts the many times that her business has been trying to run out of business um, by other competitors and other merchants that have come in to try and set up shop. 
uh, and none have succeeded. There's a very detailed list of different encounters where Madame Zidane was threatened by different people. And while she didn't need it, uh, the town would come to her aid and make it very clear that you uh, don't mess with Madame Zidane. And the final thing it says is to Ergmug Sudagog, from one captain to the next, I implore you to have good relation with Madame Zidane. If you want to succeed as a guard here, if you want to succeed to be a guard for the people, you must stay in good graces with Madame Zidane. And it says, even of my 10 years of being captain here, I was never a leader of this town. It was always Madame Zidane. And then it just finishes off with Besha's wishes, best of luck. And beyond that file, there's one more piece of paper. And this piece of paper is a rather new piece of paper. Um, and it's just titled Investigation into Madame Zidane by Ergmug Sudagog. And the investigation list is fairly empty. There's like little things here and there, things that you already knew, things that seem very unnecessary and irrelevant. Um, but one thing does catch your eye. And specifically, it is a note by Ergmug Sudagog commenting on a recent encounter with some street urchins, street urchins, sorry, like that caused his guards quite a bit of trouble and said, we don't answer to you, we answer to Madame Zidane. Ergmug's note simply states, it is clear to me now that Madame Zidane is a leader of a illegal group within this community and she must be stopped. Her tyranny over the people and her terrorism has to come to an end and I will be the one to enforce it. And that is the last bit on in the file. Okay, is there a candle in the room? Uh, yes, there is. Choose to burn that file. Okay. I choose to protect uh, Madame Zendon information because I like her a lot. But I was okay. curious to see if there was anything okay. that happened. That letter is supposed to, the letter is supposed to go to Madame Zendon from Captain Harold Chessberry. Um, then I choose I will choose to give it to her. But other than that, I choose to burn that information. It seems that the uh, letter from uh, Harold was specifically for whoever the next captain to come up. Um, sure. And then it looks like he found out it was Urgmug and, like, tacked that on at the end. Actually. So, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I will choose instead. We're not burning it. What we're going to do is we're going to give it to Madame Zidane. And so that way she has a warning for me that she, that Urg okay. is trying to get her. Um. So are you going to give it to her tomorrow or are you going to give it to her tonight probably wouldn't be too thrilled about being woken up in the middle of the night that's fair so i will save it for her um and i will save the rest of the files um i'll have mr wiggles sleep on the files so that way they stay safe <laughs> there you go okay perfect yeah so mr wiggles uh, does a couple circles and then settles down on top of the files. And as you decide to sleep for your long rest with this new information to share, um, things just got a little bit trickier. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you, baby. Don't let it rain on your spark. Keep it close to your heart.
All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy Cause you rise to the madness In the morning it's all gonna vanish Don't be afraid of the dark Be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you Hey, 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 we hope you enjoyed this episode of Where the Stars Fell. Solstice is played by Molly, Eridotus is played by Joe, Wally is played by Brayden, Herlin is played by Alexis, Allison is played by Ray, I'm your narrator, Eddie Bigspit, and our amazing Dungeon Master is Jacob. You can find all of our social links in the episode description. Stay tuned for future episodes coming the first and third Mondays of every month. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a like, comment, and a rating to let us know you enjoyed it. Thank you all for tuning in. Hey, yo, you want to hear a story? Ah... Extra, extra. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you.